morning, dear Sangha. Uh, today is uh, November the 3rd in the year 2005, and we are in the Dharma Nectar Temple, Lower Hamlet of Plumlish. This morning we chanted uh, the three refuges in English and uh, in Vietnamese. And we begin with uh, I take refuge in the Buddha. There are many ways of understanding that statement, I take refuge in the Buddha. We know that uh, the word Buddha means uh, the one who is awake, the one who is enlightened, the one who is um, mindful. And uh, and we know that uh, we are also capable of uh, being mindful, of being awake, of being uh, enlightened. <laughs> So taking refuge in Buddha does not mean that uh, we believe in a, in a God, in a deity existing outside of us. The Buddha is first of all a human being. And uh, because of uh, of uh, his practice, he has uh, <coughs> become more mindful, more enlightened, more understanding, more loving. And we accept him as uh, a teacher, as a big brother. And uh, we know that uh, as a human being, he has been able to achieve that kind of enlightenment, understanding, and uh, love. <clears throat> we can also do like him because uh, we are also human beings and in us uh, there is a seed of uh, mindfulness of uh, understanding of love and if we practice we will water the seed of mindfulness understanding and love in ourselves and we can become <clears throat> a person that is uh, fully awake, fully enlightened like the Buddha. So taking refuge in the Buddha means you, you, you accept Taking refuge in Buddha means um, you confirm the fact that you can do like the Buddha. You can be mindful, you can be enlightened, you can be understanding, you can be loving. And uh, when we recite, I take refuge in the Buddha, uh, we are confirming the fact that uh, that uh, we can be like a Buddha, and uh, that is why in uh, Buddhism uh, we speak of uh, Buddha nature. <coughs> Buddha nature in us it means the capacity uh, to become a Buddha, the capacity to become enlightened, to become uh, mindful, uh, loving, and understanding. And when we recite, I take refuge in the Buddha, we know that this is not a declaration of faith. But this is a commitment to practice. We know very well that every time we go back to our breathing, and breathe in mindfully, and breathe out mindfully, 
uh, mindfulness as an energy uh, can be uh, generated. And when we are mindful, uh, the Buddha, the seed of the Buddha, the seed of Buddhahood in us is watered. And when we are mindful, we are truly in the here and the now. And we um, can be there, fully present, and we can live deeply uh, each moment of our daily life. Therefore, breathing in and out, and to become aware uh, that we are there in the present moment um, is uh, the true practice of taking refuge. So every breath, every in-breath, every out-breath that we uh, take is uh, a practice of taking refuge. Even if we don't say, I take refuge in Buddha, we are truly taking refuge in Buddha within ourselves. When you practice uh, walking mindfully, every step becomes a practice of taking refuge. Because every step like that brings you home to the here and the now and help you to be aware, to be mindful, and to live um, your life more deeply. Therefore, uh, walking is also uh, the practice of, uh, of uh, taking refuge. When you drink your tea or your soy milk, and if you drink it mindfully, you are taking refuge in the Buddha. And the Buddha here is the energy of mindfulness, the energy of uh, awakening. And therefore, you can say that taking refuge in Buddha is a practice. The practice that can bring life, that can bring joy, that can bring uh, concentration, understanding, and happiness. It is by uh, going back to ourselves that we can reach out to other people and to the wonders of life. If you are not there, if you are not there fully present, fully alive, you cannot really reach out and touch what is wonderful, uh, wondrous, healing and nourishing in our daily life we may have uh, the tendency to reach out we want to be in touch we want to be in touch with uh, people with uh, what is there outside of us But uh, most of the time, we cannot truly reach out. We cannot get in touch with people, with uh, other, other things, because we are not truly ourselves.
we are not truly dwelling in the here and the now. We are not fully present. We are not fully alive. That is why reaching out becomes uh, impossible. The practice of mindful breathing, mindful walking, help us to go back to ourselves, to become fully alive, to become fully present. And by going home to ourselves, we are in a position of uh, reaching out of uh, getting in touch deeply with uh, what is there. What is there is the people, is uh, the world. And that is why the way in is also the way out. Our spiritual life should be built on that, uh, should be established on that uh, vision. When you drink jati mindfully, you are truly yourself. You are touching deeply yourself and also the tea. And that is uh, spiritual. That is spirituality. Spirituality in very concrete terms. It depends on how you drink your tea, that uh, the spirituality exists or not. So practicing uh, bringing into your life a spiritual dimension means that you now you learn how to drink your tea in mindfulness. Drinking your tea in mindfulness means that you are truly there, fully present, fully alive. You are truly yourself. And in that moment, uh, spirituality is a reality which is a very concrete. When you prepare your breakfast, you can do it in such a way that you can remain uh, fully present during the whole time of uh, breakfast uh, preparation. And preparing your breakfast is a very spiritual uh, act because mindfulness is there, concentration is there, and wisdom is there. The spirituality, spirituality cannot be found outside of these daily things. When you brush your teeth, you are not losing yourself. You are truly there, fully present, fully alive. And you are truly free. You are not caught by the thinking about the past. You are not caught by the thinking about future about your projects, you are truly free and you are brushing your teeth and you enjoy deeply brushing your teeth because brushing your teeth is a very wonderful thing. You are there, you have teeth in order to brush, you have a toothbrush and that is already a miracle and you are truly alive during the few minutes of uh, tooth brushing. So brushing your teeth like that is uh, a spiritual practice. If you try to uh, finish your brushing as soon as possible in order to do other things, you lose your, your time, you lose your life. You lose the meaning of your life. And that is why brushing your teeth is a challenge. And we should ask ourselves whether we are capable of uh, brushing our, our teeth mindfully and enjoy deeply the act of uh, tooth uh, brushing. When you brush your teeth, 
you are a free person. You are free from the worries about the future. You are free from your regret concerning the past. And you are a Buddha during the time of brushing your, your, your teeth. And this is something you can do to be a Buddha, to be mindful, to be free. When you water the vegetable garden, when you do the dishes, you can you can practice that also, practicing taking refuge in the Buddha, in the Dharma, in the Sangha, become fully aware of what is what you are doing, and. Uh, you have your freedom. And that is why you enjoy your dishwashing, your uh, vegetable watering. You don't want to do it, do it quickly, not to finish with it. And that is why uh, what you are doing is bringing you a lot of peace and joy and happiness. So the practice of taking refuge in the Buddha brings you a lot of happiness. You are protected by the energy of the Buddha. That means you are protected by the energy of mindfulness, of concentration, of insight, the kind of energies that uh, keep you free, keep you alive, keep you uh, present. The practice is not difficult, and you know it. The question is whether you you want to do it or not. It's not difficult to understand. It is not difficult to do. If you are motivated by the desire to live that way, to live in the art of mindful living, and then you are on the path of a Buddha. You follow the Buddha's path. And that bring you healing, nourishment, freedom, and happiness. And then you have something in order to, to, to share, to offer to other human beings and other living beings. For those of us who have uh, the desire, the tendency, the habit of reaching out, but never succeed in reaching out, in touching deeply what is there, the prescription we need is to go home to ourselves by the means of uh, mindful breathing, mindful walking, mindful dishwashing so that we can be truly ourselves, we can be established really in the here and the now. When we live in a community like Plum Village, we have the opportunity to, to be supported by the practice of a Sangha, because everyone is supposed to do that. And since you are one of uh, one member of the Sangha, you are supposed to do that too. And since everyone is doing that, uh, it becomes very easy, very natural for you to do that. Suppose everyone walks mindfully. And if you don't walk mindfully, um, you don't feel you don't feel uh, that you are in a community. And therefore, the sight of brothers and sisters walking mindfully, enjoying every step, uh, support you, urge you. To do the same. 
And if you forget the practice, the presence of other brothers and sisters will remind you of the practice. And that is the advantage of living in a community. And that is uh, the meaning of taking refuge in the Sangha. Taking refuge in the Sangha does not mean that you believe, you have faith in the community. When you are truly um, living with the community, you, are, you become a good element of the community. Uh, you are helping build, you are helping to build a good community as a refuge for many people. And since you take refuge in the Buddha, you take refuge in the Sangha, uh, you take refuge also in the Dharma, because the Dharma is the practice of mindful breathing, the practice of mindful drinking, the practice of mindful brushing, the practice of mindful walking. That is the living Dharma. And not the living Dharma is not the Dharma talk or a, a, a book. I tape on the Dharma. The living Dharma is your mindful breathing, mindful walking, is your understanding, your capacity of accepting, of loving, of being uh, compassionate. And when you take refuge in the Buddha like that, and you continue the Buddha. You are the Buddha. You are a friend of the Buddha. You are a brother, a sister of the Buddha. You are a child of the Buddha. And you continue. You help the, the Buddha to continue. In the form of uh, in, in the form of uh, mindfulness. In the presence of mindfulness. In the presence of uh, concentration. In the presence of uh, wisdom. When the Buddha was 80, he he wanted to to go and visit many places, many places. He knew that his time of uh, uh, Nirvana was close, so he enjoyed very much uh, traveling and talking to people, including uh, his disciples who live in many uh, uh, local communities. And about four, three months after, uh, before his, uh, uh, his uh, Parinirvana, he used to talk to his uh, disciples, especially uh, monastic disciples, about uh, the practice of uh, mindfulness, concentration, and insight. And he also talked to them about taking refuge in the island of self. This is a very beautiful image of the practice. Uh, every one of us has an island within. And there is uh, peace, there is safety, there is love, there is um, happiness, there is beauty in that island. And uh, the practice is to go home to that island within ourselves, the island of peace, of mindfulness, of concentration, of insight. And in that island you encounter yourself, you encounter the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, you encounter uh, your ancestors. You encounter the foundation of yourself. The Buddha was aware that uh, there were disciples of his who were new to the practice and who who will suffer 
when they hear of uh, the death of the Buddha. That is why he wanted to prepare them in advance so that they could not suffer much. Dear friends, he said, there is an island within yourself. In that island, there is a Buddha. The Buddha is there, the Dharma is there, the Sangha is there. Take refuge in your darling within yourself. Don't take refuge in anything else outside of yourself. And he repeated uh, that teaching uh, to many groups of disciples around the city of of uh, Vaishali, just north of uh, the Ganges uh, River. And uh, the Pali uh, group of words is um, Atta Dipa Sarana. Atta Dipa Sarana. Atta means self. Dipa means island, the island within yourself. And Sarana means refuge. Taking refuge in the island of yourself. And this is the practice of Plum Village also. Because uh, when we come to Plum Village, we are offered the practice of mindful breathing, practice of mindful walking and sitting so that we can go home to ourselves, to the island of self. In our daily life, if we are not a practitioner, we, are, we live with the distraction. We do not have uh, concentration because we don't practice mindfulness. That is why uh, uh, we are losing ourselves all the time. We are caught by ideas, by uh, sound, by sight, by touch, by many things. Uh, We cannot be ourselves. We don't know that there is an island of self that is very safe, very peaceful, very stable inside. And since we live like that, always being pulled away by the past, by the future, by our projects, by our anxiety, our sorrow, our uh, craving, we suffer. We want to reach out, we want to touch what is truly beautiful, uh, solid, protecting, healing, but we can, we cannot, because we are not ourselves. When you are not there, you are, when you are not yourself, you cannot get in touch with anything at all. So the precondition for touching, for getting in touch, is to be yourself. And to be yourself is a practice. Going home to the island of self by the means of mindful breathing, the means of mindful walking, and you are truly home to yourself. And you are in a situation of getting in touch with everything, including the Buddha, including the Dharma and the Sangha. Suppose we feel a little bit uh, lonely, a little bit empty within ourselves. And we have tendency to reach out to a book to read, or we have the tendency to turn on the television, or we have the tendency to take the car to go somewhere. 
to telephone someone. And most of the time we don't succeed. So we try to reach out, to get in touch. But the contact is very uh, artificial. We cannot get anything truly uh, nourishing and healing and peaceful because we are not ourselves yet. And then there is that feeling that if we, uh, we don't reach out to the world outside, we will have to encounter something inside that is not very peaceful, that is not very uh, pleasant. Inside of us there is uh, the awe, the energies of uh, fear, of anger, of loneliness, of despair, and you don't want to to get in touch with this. And that is another reason for for us not to uh, to be willing to go home to ourselves. There's a there's a that is another reason why we try always to reach out in order to not to have to go home to ourselves. In your home, you may have... uh, There is a living room where you may... you may put uh, your, you may, you may, you may have your t- television set and uh, your telephone. The television and the telephone are means for you to reach out. Reach out in order not to, not to have to be yourself. Every time you feel empty, you feel lonely, you feel not very peaceful, uh, you use your television set or your telephone in order to escape from that feeling of loneliness, emptiness, and so on. But in your home, there may be a small meditation home, a breathing room. And if you are used to the practice of mindful breathing, around that place with a cushion, with uh, a few sticks of incense, might be more appealing because you know how to sit, how to practice mindful breathing in order to go home to yourself. And you have learned how to embrace that feeling of loneliness, of emptiness in you so that it become warm, become uh, more pleasant. And this is something possible. When you enter a house that is cold, uh, you think of uh, turning on the heater. And uh, half an hour after the heater is turned on, well, and the cold air in uh, in the room will become uh, warm because the heat um, uh, generates the warm air. The warm air will embrace the cold air. The warm air is not uh, trying to fight to chase away the cold air. The warm air just come and embrace the cold air. And after half an hour, uh, uh, is warm inside the house. The practice uh, of going home to yourself is like that. Maybe in the beginning there was a feeling of uh, emptiness, loneliness. But if uh, you continue to turn on 
if you know how to turn on the radiator, the heating of mindfulness, then the energy of mindfulness will help uh, embrace and transform the feeling of loneliness, of uh, sadness. And uh, 15 minutes later, you feel much better within yourself. You know that uh, autumn is uh, beautiful, the leaves are col- colorful, the grass is still green and it's not uh, so cold. And you may like to practice uh, walking meditation outside. And every step you make bring you home to yourself. Every step. And for those of us who are used to the practice, the first step already can bring you home. The first step, the very first step can already bring you home and make you feel at home, cozy, protected. Because the first step is already a manifestation of mindfulness, of uh, awareness, of enlightenment. And as you make one step, two steps, three steps, you feel that uh, the situation has changed completely. You now, you are now enjoying every step you make. And these steps are nourishing, healing, protecting. You are truly taking care, taking refuge in the best thing in the world, taking refuge in Buddha, in yourself, taking refuge in the Dharma and the Sangha. With the support of the Sangha, you can do that one day, two days, three days. I'm sure that uh, a few days practicing like that will will make uh, a very big difference. You feel much better. And the practice is not hard uh, labor. The practice is enjoyable, pleasant, nourishing, healing. It is possible for you It's possible for us to walk like a Buddha. When the Buddha walks, he walks mindfully. He enjoys every step. And we are capable of walking like him. We we can walk mindfully and we can enjoy every step. You walk for yourself but you also walk for the Buddha. Thanks to you, the Buddha can share his practice with many people around him. And you walk uh, for your mother, for your father, because they are all in you. They may not have had a chance to walk like a free person, like a Buddha. So you are now walking for her. You are now walking for him. You walk for many generations of ancestors and many generations of children uh, and grandchildren to come because they are already there. The present moment contains the past and the future. With walk with that kind of insight. And you see that uh, walking like that will help heal yourself and help, help heal the world. Not only now, but in the past and the world of the future as well. 
it is possible to perform miracles in our daily practice. Miracles are everywhere. The blooming of a flower, the presence of a flower in front of us is a miracle. The apple that we hold in our, in our hand is a miracle. The fact that we are still breathing in and out is a miracle. And you can in touch with miracles throughout day and night. And when you make a step mindfully, joyfully, you are helping all your ancestors to make a joyful and happy steps. That is a miracle. You are helping all children, all your children, to make a beautiful step like that. That is a miracle. So brushing your teeth mindfully and joyfully is a miracle. Drinking your tea is a miracle. And you can perform these miracles in every moment of your daily life. Uh, you are just like a Buddha. You can do everything a Buddha can do, performing miracles. When Master Lin Chi was asked about uh, Buddha and patriarchs, and he said, do you know, my dear friends, who are the Buddhas, who are the patriarchs? You who are sitting in front of me, listening to the Dharma talk, you are the Buddha, you are the patriarchs. That is what Master Lin Chi said. You don't have to to go somewhere, to look for the Buddha, somewhere else. The Buddha is something somewhere else, maybe a construction of your mind. But the Buddha who is yourself is a reality and not a mental construction. You have the Buddha nature in us, in yourself. And with the practice of mindfulness, concentration, and, and uh, and with an insight, you always perform miracles. It is you who perform, who perform the miracles, not a uh, fictive uh, Buddha somewhere in a cloud. That is why the practice is also the practice of uh, enjoyment. If uh, you think, if you see the practice as uh, the practice uh, 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 in terms of enjoyment, you know that you don't have to to fight, to strive. You just enjoy. Suppose uh, there is uh, a beautiful tree in the in the front yard. In the time of autumn, all the leaves are turned red and white and yellow. Do you need special efforts in order to enjoy, contemplate and enjoy the beautiful tree? No. You don't have to make any special effort in order to enjoy fully, deeply, the presence of the tree. If you are not uh, pulled away by your worries, your fear, the past, the future, you can be free 
in the here and the now. And in that situation, you can fully enjoy the beautiful tree, autumn tree. tree. So the practice is a matter of enjoyment. And that kind of enjoyment will bring transformation, nourishment, and healing to you and to the world. You may like to make two steps while breathing in, and you say, I have arrived, I have arrived, I don't have to run anymore. And you make steps in such a way that you fully enjoy the steps. You are fully aware that uh, your foot is touching the ground. Bring your attention to the sole of your feet and touch the ground mindfully as if uh, you kiss the earth, you kiss the ground with your feet. It's very pleasant, it's very nourishing, very healing. It's very nice to touch, to kiss the earth with your feet. It heals you and it heals, it helps heal the earth. And every step is enjoyable, is healing, is transforming is transforming. Not only you heal yourself, you heal your, the little child that is in you. You heal your father, your mother, your ancestors. It's really wonderful practice. When you spray, you, you, you play uh, football, um, table tennis. You don't suffer because you enjoy table tennis, you enjoy football. When you sit, you en- because you, will, you enjoy sitting, so sitting becomes a pleasure. When you walk, because you like walking, and walking becomes a pleasure. When you eat your breakfast in mindfulness, you like eating silently your breakfast in mindfulness because it is uh, very nice, very uh, peaceful, very healing, very, very protective. And eating breakfast like that is not, uh, is just the pleasure, a pleasure. It's not hard work. And it's very important to remind ourselves that the practice in, that we take up in Plum Village is for the sake of uh, our nourishment and healing. And they are always pleasant to do. That is a matter of enjoyment. I have arrived. It's very nice to arrive. I am home. It's wonderful to feel home in this very moment. I'm fully establishing the here. I am fully establishing the now. And because of that, I'm solid. I'm not pulled away by anything. Anyone, any idea. I'm free. I'm solid. I'm free. And if I know to touch 
the historical dimension with every step, with every moment. And then I know that uh, I have the opportunity to touch the outward dimension also. With every step and with every breath. It is possible for the wave to live her life as a wave and to live her life as water at the same time. So it is possible for us to live uh, our historical dimension and the ultimate dimension at the same time. With every step, you touch the ultimate. With every breath, you touch the ultimate. And many of us are capable to do it. You don't seek the ultimate outside of uh, the historical. The, the ultimate is contained within the historical. So touching the historical, and deeply you touch the ultimate. Like when you touch the wave, you touch the water. The wave does not have to become water. It is water right here, and right now. Thank you.